it's early on a Monday, heading into the office, and I was just um, looking over social media a little bit this weekend. It's a good time that I have, the only time I have really, to look at things like Instagram, where all the younger agents are posting what they're doing and where they're working and who they're working for and all that. You know, an interesting thing happened this week, which kind of puts a contrast on what I saw over the weekend with the social media. We had a ring at our doorbell. Um, we have a locked office. Uh, we work behind closed doors. We don't have it wide open to the public because no one ever comes to see us and we have private health information on our screens from time to time. And while we have a rule that we lock our screens anytime we get up and walk away, we don't just want somebody just wandering into our office because it's not set up with a, an official reception area and all that. It's just not what we do. So we had a ring at our doorbell and everyone was busy on the phone. I walked over and answered the door and it was a couple from our local area in Charleston. They found me online and rather than reach out online like the website has all over it and everything, they just felt like stopping by. Um, this was very unusual because this is the first time in years, ye I can't even remember the last time we had someone just wander into the office uh, having found us online or whatever and they found us through Google My Business which if you don't have that set up, I go through all that in great detail over at MedicareAgentTraining.com. Type in the search bar there, found online. And the title of the post is how to get found online. It talks about the top five or seven things that you can do to be found online with the top level domains that are out there and let them uh, find the people that are looking for what you, what you have in your local area. But anyway, these people wandered into the office said they had found us online and I had like an hour or two hours before my next appointment on the phone. So I welcomed them into our conference room, offered them something to drink and found out that uh, they're both going to be retiring after the age of 65, which is so common this year. Um, they had been working and working, but just because of the, the stress of everything that's been going on, they've decided to pull the plug and finally get out. So. It was really fun because we were in our conference room and I just went up on the big board and they weren't familiar with any of the parts of Medicare, hadn't seen any of the videos or anything like that that I put out about this this stuff. So I went through part A and B and D and then what C is and contrast and then the Medicare supplement plans F and then G and then N. It was fun. It was really fun uh, because very seldom do we get to do that in a physical demonstration to someone. And at the end, they reached the same conclusion that most people do. They wanted to stay with the Medicare supplement because of the freedom. They're going to purchase an RV, which is more than we had to talk about since we had just purchased ours this year. And they're gonna be traveling the country, enjoying the freedom that they've earned all these years of working so hard. So why do I bring that up? Because this weekend, as I'm looking through social media and I'm seeing these brand new agents posting on Instagram, to which they're the only ones that like their post, usually them or just them and their upline one or two likes is all they get on this posting on Instagram. If you need help with Medicare, hashtag Medicare, come find me. I'm going to be sitting at the Walmart at downtown St. Louis on 53rd street from Saturday from 12 to four. And I'm thinking to myself, the, the different ways you can get in this business are, are many. There's a plethora of different marketing methods that all work. And I've shared this for years. You can do direct mail. You can go to people's homes. You can work from your basement. You can do anything you want in this industry. But the one thing that I would never do is constrain myself to someone else's location for a finite period of time and over which you can control zero of the marketing for that location. Uh, well, sans the going on Instagram and posting to your 
friends on Instagram where you will be and that you're doing Medicare for four hours at a Walmart that no one sees. So I, I go back to, if you're gonna set things up, do it right from the beginning. And as Stephen Covey used to say famously, begin with the end in mind. What do you wanna do ultimately with your business? Do you want to have a business that is set up with the skeleton, the core of which can be grown to scale at some point in the future, or do you want to rely solely on a year-to-year -year contract with a big box store over which you have no control and you have no input into any of the marketing which doesn't exist other than foot traffic coming into the store and you cannot control how many applications you write um, the only thing you can control are which companies or in some of the cases are limited to one company that you're contracted with for that year so You've confined yourself to a location during the busiest harvest time ever for Medicare, where it's ubiquitous. Every TV station, every radio commercial, every newspaper, full page ad, all about Medicare right now. And you're going to use that one opportunity. And some of us agents write probably 40% of our yearly volume of Medicare clients during this time because we're leveraging the education paid for billions of dollars paid for by these multi-billion dollar corporations to push the narrative that now's the only time you can do a Medicare enrollment. So we leverage that by being ready to receive the phone calls. But if you think that leveraging that and building a business where you can grow to scale involves nothing but sitting behind a table in a big box store, I'm telling you, that's you just got to look long term. And some agents have told me that they go all through AEP and they'll write 10, 15, or maybe 20 applications. And for those that are writing hundreds and hundreds, God bless you, more power to you. But I just, I just think about what we've done, and I'll tell you right now, and I'll own up to this fact: I completely lucked in to our business model. Absolutely lucked into it. Yes, I have a business degree in organizational leadership, but did nothing to tell me which way I should set up marketing for uh, an insurance agency, I can tell you that. And so when I lucked into this, it was because I lived in Florida. Everyone around me, every agent that I knew that was in insurance that had anything to do with Medicare, they were all doing Medicare Advantage, 100% Medicare Advantage. This was 12 years ago. This was early in the Medicare Advantage world, but they were still then paying more money for bringing somebody on to Medicare Advantage than MedSupps ever would. And we lived in Central Florida where the seniors got a Part B give back. They even got money back, not only a free premium, nothing to pay every month, but they also got money back toward their Part B. I believe my mom was on one of those plans for a very short period when she was brand new into Medicare down there because she could get $105 back onto her Social Security and because it's so competitive in Florida with HMOs, zero premium, zero copay, zero hospitalization. Yes, you had the limited uh, restrictions of where you could go uh, into a, a very small, like EPO, very, very small exclusive network, but it was good for her at the time. And I knew the frustrations that were involved in it because I talked to a bunch of agents that were both in Medicare Advantage focus and Medicare Supplement, which I began to learn more about. So then I discovered back then you could never think of doing a Medicare Advantage plan over the phone, but you could do Medicare supplements over the phone as long as you got pieces of paper printed out and then signed and then sent back in the mail and everything. Again, this was 12 years ago. 
So I just lucked into the fact that if I wanted to do Medicare supplement, but I wanted to do it in a state that was more friendly toward people who are buying Medicare supplement. A lot less service work because people are having less headaches. They're not having problems with referrals. They're not having problems with prior authorization needed for surgeries that they needed to have. Just altogether, no network restrictions, you know, just no problems at all by being on original Medicare. And that's what I wanted to take a hold of. Again, because I lived through the experiences of a couple of agents that I found online. So doing that focus in Florida, in Central Florida, was a no-go. Just looking in my backyard, holding out a shingle and saying, I do Medicare insurance. So I started to drop direct mail and I reached out to a company that I had um, used in final expense very successfully called Main Street Power Mail. I don't even know if they're in business anymore. But they uh, dropped mail for me for Michigan. I since learned that's not a great state to work with uh, Medicare supplements only because their, their commission long term is only short term. It's three years instead of six or seven depending on where you go in the, in the country. But I digress. So I lucked into you know, the focus of doing it over the phone. And then we were able to grow to scale based on the online marketing, bringing in more people by the phone ringing. And I think back and I just, I'm so thankful this on a Monday morning as I'm going back into a complete work mode, 100% trying to uh, manage the people in the office so that we can focus on triage. And by that, I mean, our phones are blowing up every minute. And the people that we can help, yes, we'll help them. We'll either help them immediately if someone's available or schedule them. But the people we can't help, we have to unfortunately tell them that we can't help them right now. We can't do, you know, hours of research to find who would take their one specific health condition right now. And we have to put them on the back burner. But we have to triage the people that we can help right now. Uh, open enrollment, healthy underwritten, people that want Medicare Advantage. We can do that now over the phone. Very simple with our tools. And so I just, I would not have done it any other way. And I just am so thankful that I did not go in and sit in a Walmart store, sit in a CVS pharmacy, having a very limited option of what I could sell. I can't proactively approach anybody, but most importantly, I can't grow that to scale. I mean, what am I going to do? Like have 20 agents of mine sitting in other stores and just hoping randomly that, you know, the weather's good and people don't have anything else on their mind like the coronavirus and they're not freaked out about getting out especially the seniors right now and it's true there's there's no better time to do business over the phone than now because seniors are more hesitant than ever to get out and those that would have had some hesitation some resistance to doing business over the phone that's gone it's gone because that's their preferred way of conducting business now so many agencies, even Medicare, completely overwhelmed by the fact that these people just want to do it over the phone. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. And I saw a recent study that one of the carriers was saying that almost 40% of their applications submitted for Medicare supplement are still on paper. That means a piece of paper was printed out and faxed into the company where someone somewhere has to now do data entry to put that information into the computer where you could have just done an electronic application with the intelligent application that says, oh, whoops, you got something wrong here. You can't get that on a piece of paper. And that's why a significant number of paper submitted applications are always not in good order, as they call it. NIGO, not gonna go anywhere, generates a whole nother ticket process where the underwriting people have to say, okay, this is what's screwed up, type it all out, fax it to the agent or email it to the agent and say, now you need to correct this. And you end up touching the same client's application over and over and over again 
versus using the electronic application, which again has that intelligent uh, logic built into it, so you just can't screw it up, unless you do a typo or something. Kind of hard to do, especially if you're gonna repeat the information that's in there. So using electronic applications, doing business over the phone, it allows you to scale your business like none other that I know of. Unless you're gonna have a field force and you're doing the, you know, the multi-level marketing type of operation, which I know there are a lot of big companies with lots of Kool-Aid spread in the market right now, especially in the life insurance market, where you know half of at least half of the focus is recruit your friends, recruit your family, and now you can get five percent more commission because you're going to be on top of somebody else and get them to go do it. And then the question is, well, are you really in the recruiting business or are you in the insurance business? But in the Medicare space, it's just a lot easier if you do it right from the beginning. Again, begin with the end in mind. And that is ask yourself, whatever you're doing for marketing now, is it something that will still be profitable, still be viable five years in the future? when everyone's buying everything online or over the phone. We've gone from a blockbuster mentality of going in and getting videos rented to a Netflix, and I don't like Netflix right now, Amazon Prime delivery model of instantly available answers, video, content, delivery, like that. And I think that as more people that are used to that culture online, as they move into the Medicare age, they're going to expect instant results, instant contact, instant application submission, when they in their mind have determined, yes, I wanna go with that company. It's not gonna be uh, them settling for, oh, when is, when's good on your calendar? Okay, good. Well, I'll come see you next Wednesday unless something more important comes up than that appointment. Or you come see me in, in my house and drive the half hour, hour, two hours, whatever it is, windshield time wasted, to get to their house to hope that that turns into a successful conclusion. We've skipped all that. And again, completely by luck, way, way back when, setting up the infrastructure to do everything by phone. Learning to master the time that's on the phone. And most of that comes down to screening effectively. Who can you help? Who can you not help? I remember when I was doing final expense door to door, there was nothing worse than driving a long way to someone's house and they cannot qualify for anything or they had no interest in buying from the beginning or you know, they're just wasting time, wasting time. And every time I would leave one of those situations, I would say, what could I have done better to not put myself in this situation again, where I lost not only the time there, but the time visiting with them face to face and the time back to get back on track and get my head focused back to where I could actually go out and make a living. Now, the second that we determine, if you listen to Mike Brooks' uh, series called Secrets of the Top 20% of Telephone Salespeople, that information is available on Medicare Agent Training, by the way. He says that the difference that separates the top 20% producers from all others is their ability to screen early in the conversation. And again, his whole principle is working on the phone too for the same very reason, which is the efficiency of your time. So if you can screen and then talk to and potentially help 10 people a day on the phone, whereas you could potentially screen, drive to, drive back from, and meet with five people a day in person, it just gives you so much more leverage. And then you, you take that 
and whatever you're doing for marketing, if it's online marketing, direct mail, cold calling, whatever for your Medicare business, if you can grow that to scale as well. I was just listening to um, uh, Billy Jean uh, talking about marketing and he said, if something works in the small numbers and that is your ratio of contacts to leads to sales, then the same numbers should work on a large scale. So if you're mailing a thousand mailers and you're getting back 30 leads and you're selling five cases, what happens if you, if you mail then 10,000? And those same numbers translate into any other marketing medium that you're doing. Everything that you choose for marketing is going to have a specific cost per acquisition at the end of the day, as people say. When everything is said and done, it's going to have one specific cost per acquisition, a cost per lead, and then a cost that it, at the end of the whole marketing series, what did it cost to get us a new client? And whatever the number that is, if you change X in the beginning, then Y at the end of it is going to be different too. So if you do X squared, and that is if you're doing like, uh, you know, a thousand mailers and now you're going to do 2,000 or 10,000 mailers, then on the opposite end of that, and this is important for scale, you have to think about this from the beginning. Whatever you're going to start doing, just ask yourself at the end of the day, is this something I can see scaling up? And if so, how? What's the mechanism to scale this up? In our case now, it's very simple. We have an office, which is a fixed cost, about $9,000 a month for our office. We have uh, employees that are there, a payroll cost, which is a fixed cost. We have cubicles that we paid for one time. We have a phone system that can grow to scale super easy by adding another extension on there. A headset we can get from Amazon for $29 and a computer that we could get from um, Tiger Direct for $200 and have another person that can help another senior. So if we grow our outbound marketing, we can grow that as big or as little as we want to. And that's what all the call centers are doing. The variable there in the middle is management and training. But if you're doing it and then they're watching you do it and then you have two or three or four or five people watching them do it, then within them you can determine who's the best who's the most consistent and who can communicate and then have that person communicate the training to number five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people that come in. But again, the ability to grow to scale by doing things over the phone is so much easier than just, you know, sitting somewhere for a finite period of time. And then, you know, I just go back to what is in the thinking process of an agent who says, I'm going to forego all of my marketing. I'm not going to plan for AEP. I'm not going to do anything for this except look to someone who's got a seat somewhere. And some agents are even paying for the opportunity to sit there unpaid. They're paying money to sit there in someone's store with no control over what happens while they're there. How many people they talk to, whether the plans that they're chosen to and contracted for are going to be appropriate for that particular person. And whether they can, you know, strike up a conversation with that person and, and convince them to go with them. It's just something you just have little bitty, tiny, tiny bit of control over. And that's the problem that I would have with it. I've always um, admired the car sales industry people because of their, their lack of control over what happens. They have to be so good at what they do that when there's an up, a person that walks up to them that they cannot control in any way, shape, or form completely dependent on the marketing of the dealership, the deals going on, the brand that they've chosen to represent, all that stuff that is out of their control totally. The weather, the time of the day, 
the day of the week, all that stuff. They can't control when they're going to be there. And yet, all they can do is be the best that they can be when someone finally, through all the control that they've given up, walks in and presents themselves as a potential lead. But if you're gonna do your own business, I really recommend getting your marketing game going. Doing something on purpose, doing something proactively, and you can test things all throughout the year. And whatever works, you go big on that. Whatever doesn't work, you write down what your cost per acquisition was and you move on. Certain agents find greater success doing different kind of leads, different kind of marketing. It all does work, but it works to a different extent. You know, there's a different cost per lead, there's a different cost per acquisition for each one of those marketing methods that, that are out there. And there are lots of them. Ooh, that's pretty out there. Show you out here. That's the, uh, if you can see it, the aircraft carrier that's out here in Charleston. It's a foggy day going to work, but I am thankful we're going to an office where the phone is going to be ringing. There are going to be lots and lots of people that uh, could not get us on the phone for whatever reason on the weekend. We did have people working on Saturday from 9 to 1 and reached some folks, but now we get to call all the people that back that either emailed in, filled out a form, or called us and left a voicemail over the weekend. So I hope you're going to have a very productive day in your Medicare business. If you've not yet gotten into the Medicare business, I hope that you get plugged in with people who are doing it successfully, people who are actually selling, not just handing you a contract and a dream, but they, they themselves, their own organization, they are actively, you know, boots on the ground talking to seniors and doing it every single day. They know what works. They know what's in the marketplace. They know who the carriers are that are good. They know tips and tricks on getting the electronic application submitted with ease. And that's something that we do absolutely every day. We help agents accomplish that at MedicareAgentTraining.com. And we're just helping seniors all day long. And if we can do something to help you, reach out and be a part of what we're doing. Hope you have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Senior Agent Podcast. For more information and other episodes, visit SeniorAgentPodcast.com.